Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, it's Wednesday night. It's Faith Academy, and we want to grow in our faith. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for blessing us, blessing us to be here tonight. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church said amen. Amen. Praise God. All right, look at your name and say, get your Bible out. Okay. All right, so um, we're going to get into this. God's always got good things for us, and, and we can grow according to his plan. And so, um, you know, for me, my challenge is to anyone, put the word to the test. You could always put the word to the test. You could always go to God and say, God, I'm obeying your word. So this is my expectation. And so don't leave any great areas in your life. Make sure everything is solid on the word. That way you can expect word results. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um. Once again, it's Faith Academy, so we're always preaching on faith. I'm going to preach this message. We are in 2024. Isn't that something? We're already in this year. I mean, now, you get to decide what kind of year you're going to have. Oh, I don't know about that, Pastor. I mean, because, you know, sometimes things just happen. Well, things sometimes just happen for you. But I'm making some decisions. I'm deciding what kind of year I'm going to have. At the beginning, amen. I'm not just going to wait for stuff, you know. You cannot be a reactionary Christian. Well, you just live in your life and you wait to get hit upside the head and then you react. No, you have to be intentional. You have to know what you're doing and know where you're going. And you have to have that settled in your mind. And so I want to preach this message this evening entitled No More Small thinking or speaking. No more small thinking or speaking. Now, we serve a big God. Would y'all agree? We serve a big God who is doing big things for us. He's done big things, but he's right there in the midst. And all he needs from you is agreement. He needs you to agree with God, agree with him that, oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be good for me. I know he's got some good stuff in store for me. And you've got to be one that keeps that at the forefront of your mind. I didn't give them this scripture back here, but just go to Luke one thirty seven in the Amplified Classic. We looked at this last year. You know, we always look at these different things, but you want to set yourself up right as you approach these coming days in this new year. So he says, Uh, For with God, nothing is ever impossible. So that's a big God, right? That's a big God that, listen, there is nothing you can come up with in your head that's going to be hard for him. Amen. There's nothing you could possibly come up with in your brain that's going to be even a challenge. Come on, y'all. For God. For with God, nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. And go to uh, another one I didn't give you, but go to, uh, excuse me, uh, Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20, we'll look at it in the King James first and then the Amplified Classic. But I want you to have your mind set to where it needs to be. Now unto him that is able, look at your name and say, God is able. Okay. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And so exceeding, so that's far above. He can go way beyond. And so if you can think it, it's too small for God. Amen. You, you can't even dream it. If you dream it, it's still too small for God. Amen. So let's look at this in the Amplified Classic. Now unto him who by in consequence of the action of his power, so that means he's working, his power that is at work within us is able to carry out 
his purpose and do super abundantly. What does that mean to you? Super abundantly. So I just thought of something big. Then God said, I can, you know, that what you thought of is not even abundantly. What you just thought is to me isn't even like in the good category. Come on, you could barely get out of average. Come on, y'all. You could barely get out of average in your mind with the highest thoughts you could possibly come up with and when it comes to God. And so he says he can do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare. So what does that mean? A dare is like a channel. Like, ah, I dare you that. You know, some of your kids, you know, some, some kids were more brave and they say, well, why don't you go ask? You know, I'm not going to ask. You know, some of them wasn't going to ask the parents, but they'll try to talk the good sibling into Come on, y'all. They'll talk them into it. Well, you going in there and ask because you get the good grades. I don't, I don't want to say nothing. Well, far over and above all that we dare ask or think. And then look at this. Infinitely beyond. Stop right there. What does that mean? Infinitely beyond? Like that means you can't see it. I mean, it's no infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Y'all understand the God that we serve. So why would you limit him? Why would you take the brakes off of anything? It's time to move forward and it's time to expect big. And But see now, when you expect big, God will lead you into things. He'll lead you into steps. And I've, I've been preaching about you got to hear him. And but, you know, he's going to have you do some stuff. And but you're not going in there with the power of yourself. You're not saying, oh, Lord, I, I don't have the resources for this. Yeah, but he's infinitely beyond. Come on. Anything you can even dream of. And this is what he wants us to see him as this big God. And so, once again, we serve a big God who is doing big things for us right now. And so now, no more small thinking or speaking. So what happens is people think, and then eventually they speak. And the dangerous thing about your mind is you got all this stuff going on that nobody knows. The devil knows, and God knows. But your neighbor don't know, your spouse, they don't know what you're thinking. But now you know what you're thinking. And there's a power that God's given you where you can gain victory. You don't have to allow this stuff to just go on. And so thoughts turn into words. And that's what happens. You keep thinking stuff and people think it's safe because it's quiet in their head. And they just thinking that that junk and they thinking that pretty soon it's going to come out your mouth. Well, thoughts turn into words and then words produce action is what it is. People think crazy stuff. Then all of a sudden, you know, somehow it can slip down into your heart and really affect what you believe. Then it comes out of your mouth. And then now you might say something crazy, but then now crazy words produce crazy actions. And so you got to be very careful of this, that you want to keep. All of your thoughts kingdom. We've got to keep all of our thoughts kingdom. And so go to Philippians 4.8. King James, Philippians 4.8. And so keep, I'm going to put some emphasis on, which I always do, but your personal responsibility. I mean, man, you know, at some point you got to realize, man, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm an adult. You know, I can't be going, I can't show up at my job and say, well, you know, uh, I'm late because, you know, my dog, remember they used to say, my dog ate my homework, amen? Or, you know, some people like, you can't make excuses. Well, you know what? I was, I'm, I'm running late today because, you know, my kid made a mess. And I, they might give you some slack a couple times. But you're not going to keep getting that pass, amen? Oh, oh, your kid, oh, they messing up again? Okay, we're going to have to get somebody else without the messy kids, because uh, right now we got things to do. Amen. That's the way the world works. Well, that's the way the kingdom works. It's all about accountability. You can't complain to anybody about your situation. 
you can't complain. That's why I'm one. I was talking to one of my friends, but, uh, you know, we were just talking about, uh, you know, just life. And he's a guy I used to work with, real good friend of mine. But there are people, we live in such an entitlement mentality society. People are always trying to have some excuse for failure. And they always want to come up with some excuse. And, you know, he had some, he's high up in business and had some people trying to, you know, somebody he had to let go. And then they trying to sue him and trying to claim racial stuff. And but it's not that. And. He asked me, you know, because I'm I'm, you know, have African-American in me as part of my makeup, but. I said, man, I don't I don't give no sympathy for the race card. I don't believe in that because I believe in Jesus and I believe I can go as far as he'll take me. And so ain't nobody going to be able to discriminate against me because my power is in the spirit. Amen. And so when people pull these race cards or they pull all this stuff, that's just another excuse to fail. We live in America. As much as people complain about this country, This is the greatest country to live in on the planet. And you have opportunity. Any person here can succeed if they choose to. And so we surely should be as Christians because we have favor. We have the advantage. But if our minds are not on the kingdom, if our minds are bound up with this Babylonian way of thinking this lower level system then we can't prevail and then what will we do we will exalt people I never exalt anyone over first of all God is above me but I'm never going to give anybody no power to oh well you know we can't do this because so and so said you know God can talk to so and so come on God could talk to so and so and change their mind So the only limitations that we have are what we put on ourselves. And so we must learn to keep our thoughts kingdom. Don't let your thoughts get stuck down here. Don't let people start pulling you. And that's the culture that we are developing here. It's going to be, you know, as as some of you have been around here a long time or whatever, but it's a vocabulary change. And it's sometimes uncomfortable because people get comfortable saying things that are not kingdom. They get comfortable, especially this time of year. They get comfortable saying, I'm sick. They're not comfortable saying, I'm experiencing a healing. Well, keep coming around here. You're going to get comfortable with that because that's the way it's going to be. We're going to be speaking kingdom and not this lower realm. Amen. So he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. See, everything in this world is not true. Amen. There is some truth in the world, but not all of it is true. Have you guys ever seen something that they said it was true and then later on they said it wasn't? And so finally, my brethren, what sort of things are true? Now, we don't say this is true and then later on say this is not true. This is true. And this was true in the 80s. Come on, somebody. It's still true now. And this doesn't change. And so finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. How many know it's honest, right? This is going to teach you how to be an upstanding citizen. It says whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are uh, pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, Think on these things. So that is keeping a kingdom. I'm keeping my thoughts kingdom. I'm not. Well, I'm telling you, man, I know that people don't understand how serious this is. If you were ever to get a glimpse, just catch a small glimpse of the spirit realm. Just catch a small glimpse. That's all you got to catch. You would be so uh, in shock and awe that you'd say, wait, I'm not giving them nothing to use against me. If you were to catch it, because people, 
They allow their emotions to take them to a place, but they never consider the spiritual ramifications. And so every time you slip up, there goes a demon getting closer to you. There is closer. Every time you disobey God, closer, closer, closer. And people just don't see it. And then what do they do? They're just praying for God to help them uh, through. How you doing, brother? Oh, just, I'm just making it through this struggle, going through it again. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to be winning every day. Because I'm not giving the enemy anything to use against me. I'm surely not going to help him destroy me. What kind of sense does that make? But yet people are doing it every day. And so these are the things that we're supposed to think on. Now let's look at this in the NLT. He says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. You see that? Fix your thoughts. We'll touch on that in a moment. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Why you say that? Admirable. Admirable. How you say that word? Admirable. See, even y'all try to, y'all got tongue tied trying to tell me how to say it. Yeah. Think about things that are excellent. Look at your name and say excellent. And worthy of praise. Okay, so fix your thoughts. You know, fix your thoughts means this is intentional action. I'm not just thinking about whatever flies through my head. You know, you're going to get some crazy stuff to fly through your head. I'm not just going to think about whatever flies through my head, whatever fiery dart the devil shoots. Fix your thoughts. And so don't let your mind wander. See, don't let your mind wander. Sometimes people have trouble focusing. And so they could be talking to someone else, maybe not talking at the moment, but listening, but then their mind is wandering on something else. Well, when you recognize that, you want to ask God to help you because that's a training issue. So you got to remember, we're spiritual people, man. This is this realm that we're in, even though we're on planet Earth, we understand that there's a realm just above us, right? That second heaven where the devil is all up in there shooting fiery darts and all that. And then we got the third heaven where we rule and reign and dominate. But that second heaven, that's where the battle is. That's where the attack is on your mind. That's where you, if you find yourself somewhat scattered and your thoughts are bouncing all over the place, that's a training issue. Come on. And these thoughts are flying through. And, and if you're, you know, talking or you, and you it, it's a it's a training issue. You got to learn how to be focused. You got to learn how to be intentional. Amen. You can't. Come on. How, how many of you and you don't have to raise your hand, but I know it happens to everybody. You go to read the Bible and you're reading. But something else you're thinking of something else. But you're reading the word, you're reading it, but some other, you're thinking some other stuff. Well, just because a thought came doesn't make you a bad person. Just acknowledge that, oh, I see what's going on. And be intentional and fix your thoughts and say, oh, no, we're focusing on the word. We're going to lock right into the word. And see, that's how you train yourself. That's why I tell you guys. Nobody in this church is on a level where they can afford to miss anything that's preached here. I guarantee it. And we and I will interview anybody. If anybody feels like, well, you know, pastor, I'm good because, you know, I never come on Wednesday, but let me interview you. And I guarantee you by the end of that interview, you're going to realize how far off you are. Amen. Because that's the way this works. It is what it is. We've got to get as much of this as possible. We've got to get it as much. And now, if I'm not in a position to where I'm higher, then I can't teach you. So I don't take no days off. Amen. Well, what about don't you have a Sabbath or something? Not from the word. 
this is oxygen for me. So I believe the day that I put my armor down is the day I can get sniped. So I'm not getting sniped. I'm keeping it 100 all the time. Amen. And so um, fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. So that is intentional action. Don't let your mind wander or stray. Now, your mind can lead you to the mountaintop or the valley floor. Come on. Your mind can lead you to the mountaintop or to the valley floor. I'm telling you, man, your mind can take you up to where you just are like feeling like you're invincible. You're starting to see things. You're starting to expect things. Or your mind can take you down to the gutter. And you'll be in that gutter and you'll be have that law of attraction to start working against you and you'll be attracting more bad stuff. And you'll be having problem after problem, problem after problem, just showing up. And that's all here. And so your mind can lead you to the mountaintop or the valley floor. Now go to Job 325. Job 325. For the thing, this is Job, right? We know Job had all these problems, but, you know, a lot of this, we start to understand where it came from. It's, he says, for the thing which I greatly feared. You see that? Fear is the spirit, and we'll touch on that in a moment, but fear carries with it a magnetic attraction. And so the devil will shoot something at you, And if you embrace it and you allow it to develop, then now it becomes magnetic and it connects and it starts to contaminate your thoughts. And then now, like he says, for the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me and that which I which I was afraid has come unto me. Now, the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. Do you know that Job? Listen. The thing that he feared. But it said greatly fear. So you know what? That was a meditation. Come on. So he visualized. Come on, y'all. He visualized this destruction. He was afraid of it. And some people are so low in their thinking that they're living their lives trying to avoid or hoping that this bad thing that I sure hope this doesn't happen. I sure hope this doesn't happen. Well, you sure hope it doesn't happen. It's on the way. You got to learn to shift and rise above that to where you're not trying to just prevent or hoping some bad thing doesn't happen. So Job had this fear of all this bad stuff coming on his family. Well, you'll you'll, uh, manifest what you meditate. And so a quick way to fix that is meditate on the protection of God. Meditate on your position with God. You start thinking about that stuff so much, you won't even think about this other thing that could possibly happen because it's not even, it's not in the rotation. Amen. And so now the thing that I fear, so fear in and of itself, fear is a spirit. That's why it's so powerful. So that's a demonic spirit sent from the pits of hell that creates some major problems so fear is a spirit that attacks the soul so this is why it's this is why it's so dangerous you can't think away fear because fear attacks the soul but it has power in the spirit realm amen so go to second timothy 1 7 this is how we know it's a spirit so he says for God has not given us the spirit of fear. So we got to we got to address that. We say, oh, wait a minute. That's what you man. So that means fear is spiritual. And so it's very elusive and it's very dangerous and it cannot be uh, just dominated by thinking something. If it's spiritual, you're going to have to get spiritual. And you got to gain some spiritual strength to prevail against it. So first of all, you got to recognize for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but one of power, love and of a sound mind. And so now. 
if I understand that fear is a spirit that attacks the soul. And so that's like the devil, right? You know, the devil is operating in the spirit realm. Angels are in the spirit realm, all this type of stuff. So imagine fear as one of the devil's weapons. And it's in the spirit realm, in the spirit realm. And now you recognize that. You say, oh, okay, this is coming at me. It's attacking my soul. Well, what does the soul do? The soul produces imaginations. See? That's when you imagine, like, even when you're a kid, you would imagine big things. You're not imagining that stuff in your heart. You're imagining that in your mind, your your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so, as it says here, uh, well, I was in my notes here. The soul produces imaginations, and they are good and bad. So, We've all had movies playing in our heads that are good. And we've had those that are bad. Amen. And that's dangerous. And so what you want to do is you want to learn how to dominate in that area. And so go to Second uh, Corinthians now, Second Corinthians 10. So three through six, we see, we see here, he says, for though we walk in the flesh. So that's where we live, right? We conduct business in the flesh, right? You guys are here in the flesh. You know, some of you watching online, you're watching in the flesh. It's not like, well, I was connecting with Pastor Troy in the spirit. No, you are sitting down watching or listening or whatever, but you are not all in the spirit. Amen. You are in the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So this is where it gets dangerous. You mean I'm walking in this flesh, but my battle is not in the flesh. And so it's like, oh, man. So think about it. how much how much weight does a demon lift? You ever thought about that? And I've seen that demon squatting 600 pounds. Demons ain't doing no squatting. They don't have to lift weights to get strong. Amen. And so we will, you know, in the flesh, we're doing things to make ourselves strong, make ourselves, you know, I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to do all this stuff. But wait, but my battle's not in the flesh. So what you mean? You mean I got all this strength for nothing? Now, it's okay, you know, to work out and take care of yourself. That's all right. But don't ever think that you're going to be in a position. Don't ever feel comfortable like you're going to protect yourself. Because you have nothing you can use in the physical realm against a demon. The only way you're going to be protected is you're going to have to take that thing up in the spirit. And you're going to have to exercise your spiritual authority in order to prevail. Amen. And so for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, so we do have weapons and we are engaged in warfare. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Now I'm going to touch on this because this is where it's very dangerous. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So let me just break that down. These imaginations. So the devil's shooting stuff and then he's trying to get you to build a picture. Just like he did Job. And so Job built a picture. He had to. Because if he never built a picture, what would he be afraid of? Why would he say the thing that I feared the most has come upon me? Well, he built a picture. He built a movie. And that was in his imagination. Well, when you allow that thing to build, then guess what? It latches a stronghold on you. And so now people are afraid of stuff or they can't do stuff or they have negative thoughts and it's a stronghold and it's got them. Now, we have to be empowered enough to cast it down. Hold on. That don't line up with God. Come on. 
The devil can have you imagining yourself progressing in a sickness. But then you need to be strong enough to say, oh, no, that's not according to the word. So I know that didn't even come from God. See, the the devil can give you a picture or vision of your family being harmed. Now, if you want to fall into, well, oh, Lord, I sure hope that don't. You better get out of that. You better know what the promises of God are. And God's promises didn't say nothing about your family getting hurt. So, you know, that came from hell. And so you need to send that thing back. Casting down imaginations and every high thing. So it's not coming, even though it's from the devil. It's not coming from no Lord. Man, I'm telling you right now, the the thoughts that the devil will shoot at you and put in your head, they're not even coming from this lower realm. He's bringing some second heaven stuff to you. He's trying to bring something to you that's going to have some power. The stuff down here ain't got no power. So he's going to use, he's going to try to shoot something at you that's from a higher place and it has it has more power but you have more power because of jesus and you got to learn to cast it down casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god and then now this is where you become intentional and bringing into captivity what every thought okay so the enemy is trying to attack you in the soul realm. Okay, and that's where your imagination is. So he's trying to contaminate your imagination. Your imagination was given to you by God so that you can just dream big. So that you can visualize big and so God can bring big things to you. But the enemy is looking to contaminate that. He's looking to contaminate your imagination and cause you to imagine small or to imagine fear or to imagine, instead of using it for promotion and advancement he'll trick you and you'll be using it against yourself and so but what do we do we have to be intentional so i take the thought captive but i don't just stop there i cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god and bringing into captivity every thought what to the obedience of christ so i don't just say uh i cast that out no 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 Oh, you trying to get me to think that? Oh, no, I'm about to take you captive. And so you're going to have me in. You're going to try to have me envision my family being harmed. Let me take that thought captive and make it bow. It says bring it, uh, take it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. So what that means is I'm now going to make that thought obey Christ. Now, this is the next level. So I'm not just casting out a bad thought. Gave me a, you know, try to give me a vision of my family being harmed. Let me take that captive and put Psalm 91 on that thing. I'm going to put Psalm 91 on it, man. I'm going to slap that thought around for a bit. Huh? See, it's not just cast it out. It's casting it down. But now I cast it down. I got to bring it into submission. Now you're going to submit to the authority of Jesus. And so you remind the devil, in the name of Jesus, my family shall not be harmed. They can't be touched. You can't even come close to them because of the word. And you put the word on it. And now by the time you finish quoting some stuff like that, you've already lifted or you've already come on, stepped above. And that's why your enemy will come out against you one way and flee before you seven different ways. But you got to be intentional about this. So you can't just be talking about la, 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 la. That don't work. You have to be intentional. Amen. So that's how you take things, take these thoughts captive. And so this imaginations, imaginations turn into visions. So an imagination initially is not necessarily a vision, even though you may visualize. So you can imagine even as a kid, a kid would imagine some stuff And they might see some stuff, but it's not necessarily in vision form yet. Because when it becomes vision form, then it's closer to reality. So it's not so far-fetched. It's now closer to reality. And so imaginations turn into visions, and now visions uh, become reality. And that's why the enemy is after your imaginations, just like he was Job, because Job 
imagined this stuff so much that it became real. And because the spirit realm is more powerful than the natural, you could put enough pressure on something and it'll just manifest. And it's like, dang. Now, the secular world knows this stuff, but it's the church that's behind. The church is the ones that think, oh, my words don't matter or my da 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 da. That's the church. But the secular world, they know how to lock into this. These new age thinkers, they know how to lock into this. They know how to manifest stuff. You even hear the young people now talking about manifesting stuff. They're talking about that. This ain't made up. This is real stuff. But the enemy is then lulled the the Christians to sleep to where they, they don't think that they have any responsibility to do anything. And if imaginations turn into visions and visions become realities, well, I better be imagining some stuff I want. Then I'll start seeing some stuff I want. And then I'll start walking into some stuff I want. Amen? But if you don't, then now you're just going to be basically taken advantage of by the enemy. So uh, the devil is after your imagination. Now, this is what's messed up, is, is he knows some things that we should be knowing. But the devil knows if you can see it, you can become it. He knows that. If you can see it, you can become it. That is why, think about this, why would he be trying to put fiery darts, shoot fiery darts at your mind? Why would he be trying to get you to think some crazy stuff? Because he knows if you can see it, you can become it. So if you could just see yourself sick and broke, all he's got to do is get you to imagine it enough to where it becomes a vision. And then now you'll get a flash of your sick self. Now you'll get a flash of your broke self. And you'll identify with that. And now that can become a reality. Well, God knows he wants us to see the big things because, come on, how many know if you can ever just catch a vision of your healthy self, come on, if you can ever catch a vision of your rich self, come on. And the enemy is working right there. So he's trying to get people to visualize everything they don't want. And we have to be very in tune to what he is doing. But understand, his power is nothing compared to the power of our God. But I I have to keep emphasizing this. And that's why I say things like how important it is to come to church. And, you know, you'll see us doing big things. I'm not I'm not doing big things because, um, you know, I have all the answers. I'm doing what God tells me. But we're always going to be pushing because we're always going to be receiving vision from God. But it's very helpful for the body. If the body catches on, says, oh, you know, this is important. Oh, man, this is why pastors always talking this stuff. Well, this is how you win. This is how you win. And this thing is. A day by day thing. This is just something you have to put into play every day, day by day. And so if I know that the devil's after my imagination, well, I'm not going to let him get it. And but I'm not going to your imagination won't just be dormant. So you can't just say, I'm never going to imagine. I'm just forget that. I'm not going to let the devil have my imagination to make me think bad things, but I'm just not going to think about anything. No, you're going to think about something. Because God gave you that imagination. So it's just working. And so you got to learn how to basically take it all back from the enemy so that now you can be, like we said on Sunday or one of these times, you can be co-creating with God. And sometimes people try to practice on saying the right words and stuff. You're never going to get your words right if your mind is all jacked up. That's just not going to happen. I know words come out the heart and things like that. But, man, if your thoughts are all crazy, you're not just going to be able to come up with some positive confessions. This has got to be real to you. And so, um, so we must see and believe what God has for us. Amen? We must see and believe 
what God has for us. And so how many of y'all believe God has great things for you? Well, you got to see it and believe it. We know when Jesus uh, healed the blind men, and I think it was in the message translation of one of those gospels, but but at one point he said, do you believe I can do this? And then they say yes, and then he said, become what you believe. Well, you can become what you believe, but but you got to really believe it. Now, we must see, so this scene is through the eyes of faith, but this is starting to get us into spiritual activity, right? Spiritual activity, just like uh, when the prophet, you know, a servant, they came and they said, we're surrounded. And he prayed, you know, Elijah prayed or Elijah or Elisha, one of them prayed, open his eyes. Well, that's to see in the spirit. Well, even you on a day to day basis, there are some eyes that God wants you to see through. And, and we can look at it as having the eyes of faith. But if we see and believe what God has for us, then we can start walking into some great things. Now go to Genesis, Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13. Okay, so we know this story where um, Abraham and Lot... You know, where they had too much wealth and all this type of stuff. And then we've taught this for years, but Lot really wasn't blessed. He was just tagging along. But because of Abraham, then Lot got good stuff coming into his life. Well, their servants and stuff started to bicker. And Abraham said, you know, I don't want there to be any um, tension between us. It's time for us to split up. We've we've become too wealthy. We've got too many servants. And, you know, let's split up. And Abraham said, you could pick where whichever direction you want to go, and then I'll go the other direction. But if we pick up in verse 14, he says, and the Lord said unto Abraham, after that lot was separated from him. Now, it doesn't say, and the Lord said to Lot, (laughs) after Lot was separated from Abraham, because God wasn't talking to Lot. The connection was with Abraham. He says Abram here, but we know his name got changed to Abraham. But and the Lord said to Abram, after thy lot was separated from him, lift up now thy eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. And so now it's about vision. So look up. Now, the, the wonderful thing about this scripture is we see that Abraham was in a position to make some decisions. See, hey, we're arguing, you know, my servants, your servants, whatever. Uh, But he gave Lot the opportunity. You choose which way you're going to go, and then I'll go the other way. The reason he could say that so comfortably is because he knew that whatever way he went, it was going to be the way of God. Because he knew that the blessing was on his life. And so when you know that the blessing is on your life, you never have to argue, kick a scratch or Oh, you know, you don't have to, oh man, you better stand up for yourself. No, I got God standing up for me. I don't have to, listen, I don't have to argue with you. I don't, have, I don't even have to explain myself. I just got to make sure I stay with God. I just got to make sure that what I do is what God said and that I'm pleasing. If you ever find yourself arguing and defending yourself, now you're getting into this self-preservation. You need to step back. So you're going to have to take that up with my God. What? Your God? No, I want to deal with you. Well, I'm unavailable. (laughs) And God takes care of stuff beautifully. But when you bicker and argue and go back and forth, see, that's the enemy pulling you out of the spirit. Do you know we don't argue in the spirit? Did you know that? Did you know that you don't ever get mad in the spirit? Huh? So that means if I got mad, I just left the spirit. Oh, wow. See, and Romans chapter eight says to be spiritually minded is life. And so let's uh, one quick diversion. Romans chapter eight. Um. I know if you if you start at one, I know I'll see it in there somewhere, but it's right up in there somewhere. But uh, but I want us to to really have this. Okay, 
Let's go down. No, we're not gonna go to the next verse. Spirit, law, spirit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Oh well, we'll we'll see this. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded. So let's think about this. I just got in an argument because I got frustrated. Can I get frustrated in the spirit? Oh, pastor, but now, come on, we're all, we're all humans. You know? Yeah, That's that. I'm, I'm teaching you some, I said you got to train. Didn't I say you got to train? You know, they don't, they're not allowed to uh, say stuff like that in war. You know, when you get in that training, like Navy SEALs or those kind of guys, they're not able to say to the enemy, oh, well, you know, we're just tired. I mean, gosh, man, I haven't had any sleep, so I'm really just, can we do this tomorrow? There is no, well, that's the way it is in the spirit. So when you, now, what if you start to be your, uh, your own accountability partner? Your own. People like to have accountability partners. Well, you're, there's no greater accountability partner than yourself. Because even your accountability partner doesn't know everything you do. But you know. So what if you decided, oh, no, no, I'm going to put me in check. And then you start to understand the ramifications. So to, for to be carnally minded is death. Wait, so now I just got in an argument with somebody, got upset. I'm heated, frustrated. But those emotions are not spiritual. So then what did I do? I just left the spirit to get in an argument with you. So now I'm in danger because I left all my power. I left all my covering. I left everything just to get into a debate with you. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Next verse, maybe. Let's just see what it says. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it cannot and is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then that, yeah, so then they that are in the flesh. So once again, let me ask you this. Can I argue with you in the spirit? Can you argue with anybody in the spirit? What if you go home tonight or go somewhere and, and, some friction kicks off. Some of y'all, what friction? You know what friction is. <laughs> Some kicks off. Well, in order for you to engage in that, you're going to have to step out the spirit. But what if you, in your mind, said to be carnally minded is death? So if I step out of the spirit, I'm stepping into the death realm. Oh, see, this is all. I'm just stepping into the death realm. Maybe you'll take it serious. Maybe you'll say, I'm not falling for that. And devil, you ain't about to get me caught up in that. Right? But then here we go. We always going to come back to this. Well, you know, things happen and we're just people. I'm just teaching you the word. I'm just trying to help you win. And I'm telling you, according to the word, you cannot argue with a person in the spirit. Because in the spirit, we don't argue. We don't debate. We give orders. We give decrees. We establish things. We don't, you know, in the spirit, like in the spirit, you'll just say something and keep it moving. In the flesh, you'll say something and you'll look for a reaction. In the flesh, you say stuff like, are you listening to me? Did you hear what I just said? In the spirit, you don't say that. Oh, come on. Because where the word of a king is, there's power. Come on. And so you already know if you release the word, there's power. And it's going to manifest. And so nobody is what that, that we looked at that recently, but Ecclesiastes 8, 4, where the word of a king is, there is power. And then I think in the NLT says, who can question what he's doing? So that means, and I told you guys, you got to see yourself as a king. Well, how many times do you think kings are repeating themselves? Right? 
They just, because they're not doubting who they are. And so they just, bam, putting it out there. Amen. So in the spirit, we don't argue and fuss. We just, that's it. That's how it's going to be. Amen. You know, I've been, I've been having these challenges with, you know, obviously we had challenges finding the building. We had all this, you know, but it came off of me decreeing and I didn't know where nothing was. Now we didn't got a spot. Now we have, you know, other opposition. And it's like all this and all that and all this red tape and, you know, but at one point I just had to say, well, let let me tell you what's going to happen. We're going to be up in here. Amen. This is our new church spot. So regardless of whatever all that red tape y'all talking about, uh, whatever needs to be worked out, will be worked out and we'll be here having our services. Amen. Uh, we're this is where we will be. Well, you just have to take it up. Now, if you take it up that way, it ain't no debate. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I even had the guy come to me and he said, I just don't see how this is possible to, you know, your timeline is so short. And I mean, you guys got to be out by February and da 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 Excuse me. We, this is our spot. Or we going to be in here with no problem. Well, I know it's a process, you know, and, and the reason is, I mean, we got development, you know what I mean? This is like walls built and stuff, you know, stuff put in and this is a lot of work. I, I get it. But I'm not about to argue in the in the natural. What am I supposed to do? Oh, you're right. So I guess we can't. We can't what? Ain't no. See, when your bridge is burned down, that's what some of y'all need to learn. Your bridge. See, if your bridge ain't burned down, then you could always return home. If it gets too hard, gets too hot, you can always return home. But when your bridge is burned down. You got only one direction you can go, and that's forward. And you won't even waste time looking back because you already know that thing is burned down. So the only way I got to go is through here. And so when you live like that and then you have that settled, you have that resolve, you'll be speaking big things. And when you get to speaking from this right place, there's no taking back your words. You put it out there. And that thing starts to perform. Amen. And so that's this is the stuff I live by. I don't I don't let people pull me out. And I'm always trying to give as much as advice as I can, because I might be able to do some things, but I have a level of training that I must be consistent with. Well, I try to share with you. Well, you don't, you can't think you're going to win against the devil if you keep slipping down in these things. I just told you right now, you can't even argue with a person without stepping out the spirit. And I said, if you step out the spirit, you done stepped into the realm of death. So what you going to still argue with somebody and then ask God, forgive me for losing my temper. Man, you could have lost your life. Y'all get this. You understand people get angry and have heart attacks. Y'all, are y'all aware of this? You understand? People get mad, frustrated, argue, yeah, bam, dead. That's how dangerous this is. So I'm not playing with that. I'm not letting nobody get me like that. But if I'm intentional, right? If I'm intentional and I'm making sure, oh, that didn't come from God, that came from the devil. And so I'm not about to engage. I'm not about to, I'm not stepping out the spirit. When should you step out the spirit? Never. Stay in the spirit. Keep it spiritual. All the time. And then he says, uh, okay, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So we understand that. But let's go back to uh, Genesis now. Go back to Genesis. We were in Genesis 13, verses 14 and 15. And so um, God told, you know, Abraham, man, whatever you can see, that's what I got for you. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thy eyes and look from uh, the, the place where there are northward and southward and eastward and westward. Next verse. For all the land which thou see, so you got to see it. For all the land that you see, to thee will I give it. 
and to thy seed forever. And so this is about that vision. Well, if I'm standing in the spirit, I'm going to be able to see stuff. I'm going to be able to, you're going to see solutions when other people see problems. See, because you're in the spirit, so you'll see solutions. And people will always come to you with obstacles and reasons why something can't happen. But all you got to do is be seeing in the spirit. And you say, oh, well, okay, that can't happen. But wait, let me, oh, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Okay, well, I see something. So I'm just going to walk towards what I see. See, we'll not walk away. We need to walk towards what God shows us. And God showed that to Abraham, and he was able to walk towards it. Well, he knew that it was a promise from God, and God does not lie. And so we have to have confidence in that. And now, Isaiah 58, we're going to close in a minute. Isaiah 58, 14. Says, then shall thy delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And so when you think about, I will cause thee to ride upon high. How many know riding upon high is faster than walking upon high? And so now you're up above. What if you realize that now I'm above the attack of the enemy? So whatever he might have thought about doing, I don't have to worry about it because I'm above him. Do you understand you're not supposed to contend with the devil? If you are contending with the devil, you have reduced yourself to a lower place in the spirit. The Bible doesn't say that uh, you are to contend. Yeah, there he uses the word, though we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But really what we do when we understand the power of Jesus that's in us, it's a win. And it's a direction. It's a living as a king. And it's a casting and a this and that. And we have victory. We don't have uh, all this tussling. That's why, you know, um, Paul was Paul was powerful when he was walking around the earth. But people try to copy what he's doing and they don't have that same power to get themselves in trouble. But when you're staying where you need to be and walking in the power that God has given you, then now you're going to be above And so you have to see yourself riding upon the high places. So just imagine yourself riding a level up. So what does that mean? I'm I'm up here where favor is. I don't don't even, you know, stuff like rules and stuff change for me all the time. I'm just saying I don't even, you know, there's no uh, pressure. Like pressure is not when you're riding up high. When you're riding up high, you have no pressure. I'm starting to feel a little anxiety. Oh, you didn't stepped out the car. You didn't step low. Now you're on your way down because up here, smooth. God's got everything. I'm riding on high. And so things that might not work out for somebody else. Oh, that's my expectation. I expect it to work out for me because I'm riding on high. So you have to see yourself riding on the high places. Now, if you see yourself on high, your words will be on high. We're going to close this message. But if you see yourself on high, your words will be on high. Your words will not be on high if you don't see yourself on high. And so you're going to find yourself battling, trying to climb up a slippery slope, hoping for things to get better instead of decreeing and declaring and expecting. And you'll when you speak, boy, you'll be, you know, very direct with your words. You don't have to be mean, but you're going to be very direct and You're not going to stutter with what you're saying. You're going to, that's what I said. That's what I meant. Boom. That's what's going to happen. And that's how you'll live. And so if you see yourself on high, your words will be high and you will always stay above the devil. And so God's got a place for us that is above the devil. He's got a place for us to live that's above the devil to where the fiery darts are put out by the shield of faith. And it's like, You got darts being shot at you that you didn't even know were ever shot because they got put out so fast. And it's because of where you have chosen to stay. So let's be a people. We're going to be a church that is riding on high. That is above. We're going to be a church that is speaking. I'm telling you, we're already prepping this atmosphere of miracles and manifestations of God's goodness because no more small thinking and no more small speaking. Let me just say this real quick quick, you know, avoiding or or hoping something bad doesn't happen is small. 
And so instead of you saying, even in your confessions, your confessions can change. You could, you don't have to say, um, well, I'm not getting in no accident. Well, you don't even have to say that no more. You have to say, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them to fear him. I'm protected always. Everywhere I go, I'm kept and protected. Amen. You never have to say, I'll never lack again. All you got to do is speak. <laughs> Abundance is all on me. I'm just, you know, just increase keeps flowing. I got money coming in from everywhere. I mean, if you got money coming in from everywhere and that's your confession, you're not going to say nothing about I'll never lack. Never lack is lower. Amen. That might, that's an avoidance confession. I know we say that. I'll never be broke another day in my life. Well, I'm saying our confession's got to rise above that. Because if I'm in abundance, I never have to say I'll never be broke. I ain't even got to think about broke. Broke don't go with riding on high. <laughs> Amen. She all ready for that? Praise God. Well, let's just be those people that are filled with that expectation. Let's close in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for tonight meeting us here. We thank you for the power of your truth. We can stand on it. We're going to walk in it and we're going to expect greater and greater things. I pray right now for those that might be watching this message and they don't know Jesus. Maybe you're there at your home or your car or wherever you may be. And if you don't know Jesus, we want you to know you can come right in, right into the family of God. And you can do it tonight or today, whatever time it is for you, wherever you may be. Just repeat this prayer. Church, let's repeat this prayer so anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, Jesus. please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please. And fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen.